welcome in, and thanks for joining us once again on the Red Rock Sports Podcast. We are a Woos Media production, brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. It is Tuesday, May 24th. I'm your host, Jared All, joined as always by my co-host, Connor Holzkamp. Hello. And we have a very special guest filling in today for Nick Sopris, who is out, our good friend, Tyler Walgie. What's up, everyone? Notice how Tyler gives himself the clap. Hey, that's not me. That's a studio audience. I have no control over any of that stuff. Okay, wow. I am not behind the buttons today. Well, I guess I'm not sure who's going to be controlling everything, because Lord knows Connor and I have no clue what we're doing here. No, that's a lie. Um, I actually, I am behind the buttons. I like the buttons, too. I I press them more than producer Nick. So we're going to miss producer Nick today, but uh, yeah, the sixth man, I'm in. Tyler, I'm just going to say, I don't know if that's a good thing. What do you mean? What are you talking about? You like to push people's buttons. Oh, I am. I'm an instigator. That it's tends right. to uh, it's lead. Fun. It's fun with Connor. It's good for it's, it's good for podcasts. Buttons. Good yeah, for podcasts. Exactly. So, and today's going to be a, a fun show. So. Yeah, and it's good that we have you here. We actually intended to bring you on anyway, so it kind of worked out. We obviously have a lot of hockey to dive into. Hockey. Avalanche are in the midst of a deep, hopefully very deep playoff run, and uh, feeling pretty good about that after oh, last that, night's game. Now that's what it's all about, you know. Yeah. It's that time of the year you got to start doing your Canadian accent, you know. Yeah, I'm not even going to try that. Uh, <laughs> I, I got nothing. I kind of just like mishmash like 12 different accents together. And each time I try to do one, they all come out the same. Well, uh, yeah, you're uh, not that, the accent guy. I'm that's the accent guy. That's what I do. That's why we That's why we bring you here. Exactly. That's what you're here for. Yeah. So I expect the entire rest of the show to be done in a Canadian accent. No, that's not going to happen either. No. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, please don't. Please don't. The Avalanche did win a big game last night, being Monday the 23rd, leading the series now over the St. Louis Blues 3-2-1. Gave us a little scare over the last that week. Deserves a, that deserves the applause. There you go. That's what... Uh, yeah. Wait, did you say gave us a scare? I was a little concerned oh. after game two, okay? Oh, and really? here's why. Here's really? why. It's not that they lost. They looked bad they looked like they didn't show up they were flat the entire game they were dominated that's the first time i've seen the avalanche look that way in a long time especially through this playoffs so obviously good to see them bounce back they looked really good in games three and four winning both games in st louis now coming back home for game five with a chance to close out the series Guys, how important is it for the avs to close this out at home in five or or does it matter at all no it does not matter at all (laughs) <laughs> and and you say you were scared. I was not scared at all. Well, I'm that, telling that, you, man, that was for, am, you said game two. You were scared. Yeah, that was the only game they did get outshot. Thirty one twenty seven. They got outplayed and outshot, but it didn't. I, I would say my confidence level went from like a ninety nine percent to like a ninety five percent. Like wow. seriously, like that, that. It didn't do much. See, for it's it so move. easy to say that now, Connor. After they won the last two games, but Mm-mm. if they go lose game three, and all of a sudden you're down. 2-1, going into game four, also in St. Louis. You're, you're telling me that's not a trickle effect. Okay. I, I think you drop if, about 10% If they had stuff. lost another game, then yeah. Then i drop a little more. But hold confidence. on, but hold on. Losing game two at home with all the struggles in the past. I, I get where Jared's coming from. Also, you start it took to go, overtime oh, no, to win don't. game one. I, I, I've got uh, up here uh, evolvinghockey.com. It's a good website I, I like to use for uh, expected, expected goals. goals. Yeah, yeah, XG, 
And uh, the expected goals for Game 2, St. Louis 2.73, Colorado 1.16. So they really shut down a lot of the Avs' big scoring chances. So I think that, you know, to Jared's point, maybe if that would have continued, Colorado can't get there, you know, the puck on net, high danger chances, things like that. But clearly that wasn't the case when they went back to St. Louis. Right, right. But if that continued, then sure, of course, we're talking a different story here. I was not concerned after that one game because I just... Hey, look, man, I always say this. You don't even need to know that much about hockey to just look at the odds of the series. And they did not move a whole bunch after that game two loss. I was not concerned, man. They have started right. off negative, or I think minus 380 to win the series. I believe at that point it was still around minus 300. So you don't have to know a lot about I, anything. Just look at the odds. Just look get at an the idea odds. What's kind of going and, on. Uh, okay, but uh, like, can we talk about that in any sport? If you were just to look at the odds, take your fandom out of it and just pay attention to the odds, you're going to be so much more successful. You're going to be so much more on the right side. I mean, it falls in the general scope of what it should. You know, I mean, there are some years that that huge underdogs win, but generally you're going to get a Super Bowl favorites. Generally going to fall in the top six teams right now you know in, in hockey it's generally gonna fall in that area so that's how it goes yeah and uh you know hockey is just one of those sports where you get those crazy lopsided odds in the playoffs you know i mean obviously think about an nfl game do you think you're getting minus 380 odds in the second round of the nfl playoffs ever like no way, right? Because it's just sure. a, I'd have to go look. Because it's a single game, like it right. seems pretty unlikely. There, to me. Yeah, you're almost um, never getting anyone that's. But that you do big get it. You do definitely get it in basketball. Obviously, uh, you get it a little bit in baseball. But I would say, not, I mean, just from my anecdotal looking at it, not as much. It seems like hockey and basketball are those right. two sports that that really happens in. Um, and so, no, I was not concerned, man. But either not way, concerned. yeah. But, but you know, back to your point of looking at the odds and seeing, you know, Colorado was obviously the favorite. They're the oh, clear yeah. favorite. I think the current odds for them to win the Stanley Cup, it's like plus 150. <laughs> it's, it's pretty insane. It's crazy, you know, but uh, looking ahead to next series, and I don't want to fast forward this conversation if there's other things to talk about, but a, a quick note, if we do want to, you know, preview or potential next opponent, Calgary, Edmonton, I'm not concerned about that at all. I think this was the major road bump to get over, and we don't want to just ignore them, obviously, you know, but... Uh, St. Louis was, in my opinion, a much better team and a much uh, a much more a much bigger threat in the playoffs. They have a lot of experience. They've been there before, you know. So, and we will get to, to discussing a little bit of a look around the NHL and, and what you know potential opponents the Avs can can see moving forward. Because I mean. Let's be honest. We're all putting the Avs through to the conference championships, right? So oh, we, yeah. we will get there. We will get there. But I do want to discuss kind of what, what's what been the main talking point of this series so far, and that is one Nazem Kadri. Yeah, okay? Kadri. And I, I want to I hear from both of you guys, but p- particularly Tyler. Obviously, we bring you on a lot. You're the expert here. We we try to pretend like we know a little bit of what we're talking about, especially as we get close to the playoffs. We pay attention a little bit more, but yeah. but you're the guy. You're the guy we bring on because you know hockey. You understand this stuff. And I feel like from the outside looking in, this is absolutely a scenario of a reputation getting in front of what actually happened in a situation. For those who didn't see it, it we're talking Must about the collision. <laughs> right, uh, <laughs> right. Game two, early in the game, collision with uh, Bennington, the goalie for St. Louis, and at least from the St. Louis perspective, there was some some dirty play going on there, and I want to get your take, Tyler, on this. Uh, I didn't necessarily think it was a very dirty play. I've watched it back recently today, kind of prepping for this show, because obviously it was going to come up, and I, I mean, watching it live, and 
not considering all the social media backlash and the news, things like that, hearing the death threats, I didn't even think it was a huge... I thought it was a hockey play. You know, I didn't think it was dirty. And I do think you're right that his reputation, especially with the Blues... Now, Kadri has a reputation in this league of being that player to, to make the extra hit, to finish that hit, sometimes be a little bit aggressive... And frankly, in my opinion, he's a guy you want on your team. He's a disruptor. Love him on your team. You hate him when you play against yeah, him. Yeah, they're, they're calling him the Brad Marchand of the West. I don't know if that's entirely He really fair. seems to me like he just, watching this game three, sorry, we're getting a little bit off of it. Watching this game yeah. three, he just, he knows. He knows how much he can get under guys' skins, right. and he revels in that moment to just that little, that little bump, that little bump that he knows is going to get a retaliation. He threw the Blues off for almost an entire period because he got a little physical with them can i just say david perron is soft as charma ultron Char- charma <laughs> ultra <laughs> he is soft as baby poop man that stuff let's be honest that david, too soft. david it's perron too soft did, so- charman ultra that guy dude okay. so did you call it charman what'd you call it i i, I think i said charman but yeah, i meant to say charman ultra yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh no man i mean look at dude kadri Kod- just gives him a, like you said a little bump a bump and he proceeds to try to remove his spine Presumably because he doesn't have a spine himself, <laughs> and so he needs to, you know, take it, put it but, in himself. But I mean, come Connor's on, man. But look up. at how much I that impacted that up, game. Man, that was Tell weak. me, Nazem Kadri doesn't know what he's doing. That the Avs proceeded to score three oh, goals sure. in like a minute and a half after that because the St. Louis Blues were so distracted that they were not focused on winning that game. At that well, point, think, all they cared about was headhunting. I think they also. Uh, fired Kadri up a little bit. It yeah. was one of the biggest games of his career. Sure. Little, little hat trick. Did you guys see for yeah. Kadri? How awesome <laughs> is that. that? Did you guys see on his second goal? I believe the camera panned, yeah. and and he's going down, just kind of giving that head nod, like up, down, up, down, yep, yep, looking at the crowd. Yeah, and they just w- panned an entire row. I kid you not, an entire row of Blues fans must have been like. 12 to 15 people just giving him the bird <laughs> as he's going by and Love he's it. just staring at all of them and, nodding and some his guys head. crumble under that on the road not Kadri I think that's what he needs he almost needs that extra motivation hey, hey, hey man I'm here to say I think that this Kadri game you know no matter what happens the rest of this season I think that that game might go down as like one of the most memorable, greatest games in Avalanche playoff history, minus the Stanley Cups. Obviously, I don't know about that. Right? Oh, I think yeah, uh, I think we might go in two. So okay, individual so, performance for Kadri, sure. I'll well, give you that. Well, yeah. hear me out. So, so not only was obviously it was uh, he was you know talked about he was the villain, right? Like he he had a quote unquote dirty play, got rid of uh, Bennington, their goaltender. Um, so, you know, that was in the national media. He was getting death threats. Uh, security was beefed up around the team hotel, right? There was all this talk about. And then he goes out and gets the second playoff hat trick since 1998 for the Colorado Avalanche. I mean, that is... <laughs> I, I, I mean, honestly, <laughs> that's as good as it gets. That is a story right there. I mean, that's a, that's a TV... I, I got to say, like, I, I really do believe, I really do believe that 20 years from now, people are going to look back and say this was one of the more memorable if games. If they go yeah. win the cup. Well, yeah. They have to go win the cup. Especially if they all right, do that. All right, bringing what? this back, though. We uh, Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Connor. Well, I just wanted Finish to say, thought, I, I wanted to add one thing about, about Kadri, because you, you mentioned I know we're about to go past Kadri, I think. Uh, but the the play, the, 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 the play that was heard around the world, right? <laughs> the, the running into the goalie. So I want to just go on record as saying, because uh, I went and kind of looked up the rules on this, uh, you know, after that, because I have some friends that were thinking it was... It was one way, somewhere the other way. I saw social media was divided. So I, w- I looked up the rule, and it says, 
if an attacking player has been pushed, shoved, or fouled by a defending player so as to cause him to come in contact with the goalkeeper, such contact will not be deemed contact initiated by the attacking player for purposes of this rule, right? Now, if it's the exact opposite and it's a defending player who is pushed, shoved, or fouled, causing him to run into his own goalkeeper, then the, at- then the attacking player is ruled to have made contact and it's a penalty. When you go back and look at that play, I'm just going to be honest here. I don't think there was any foul play going on, but I'm going to call it like I see it. I think that the defender, the Blues defender, actually made contact first with his own goal- so goalkeeper. So you think Kadri hitting him. And, and he and had positioning inside. So, so I think by the letter of the law, this should have been actually a penalty on... So it's okay. it's I interesting. I don't know anyone who's saying it shouldn't be a penalty at all. I mean, but it wasn't. Well, but here's well, the thing, though. If you look at it, and this is where I don't know exactly to the letter of the rule, but when you look at the angle behind the goalie, that was the first one you could see. Kadri, if, if I'm behind the goal looking out at the ice, Kadri is on the right side of your screen as he enters. He is going right to left. His trajectory is right to left. And in my mind, if he doesn't make contact with this defender, he's going to slide just past the goalie on his Correct. then left. But, the, but, the, but once then they make contact, then that energy takes him back towards the goalie. And maybe by the letter of the law and the rule, it does sound like what you're saying to me is, yes, this is Kadri causing this contact with the defender. The two of them then go into the goalie. Okay, probably yeah, could have I mean, been But the NHL maybe, has doubled uh, down. The NHL is saying, no, the right call was made and no penalty. But look, I mean... The NHL I, said I, the right call was made with no yes, penalty? Yes, they, they, they've stood by this. They have not not backed off at all saying that no there was nothing dirty no it was not Kadri that committed here's a the penalty thing. here's the thing here's the thing it's not I think that we're focusing on the who can, like it may have been a penalty I mean maybe he's a little out of control right I think you could make a, a an argument a valid argument either way and I, I think that he probably did commit a penalty but it's being made way too big a deal of and this is look I, sure. I, I, I've I don't ever like generalizing or marginalizing one fan base, but let's go ahead and do it. The St. Louis <laughs> fan base, man, they've always been a little touchy, a little bit. You know, there's certain fan bases in sports that it's, I don't know whether it's a low self-esteem. I mean, St. Louis in 2019 won their first Stanley Cup. Was it ever, I think, or the first one in a long time? It was a while. It, it's not, you know, it, it's it's not how you see uh, fan bases acting, in my opinion. Look, I think they're a great fan base. I think in terms of loyalty, they travel well, they show up, you can always hear them, but I don't think they handle losing as well as you're other the fan record, bases You're do. correct, it was their first championship in 2019. You know yeah. what I'm so just realizing, again, guys? I, I don't mean to criticize or to be you know an, a, a, a jerk about any of this, but I do think it's a low self-esteem fan base issue. You know what I'm just realizing, and forgive me if I'm late to realizing this, how ironic... That a Kroenke owned team is about to knock the Blues out of the playoffs, and it's a little bit of a rivalry there because a Kroenke owned team was moved out of St. Louis mm-hmm. to L.A. to then proceed to win a Super Bowl. So there may be a little animosity in St. Louis towards these Kroenke owned <laughs> sports franchises. I mean, I'm thinking there Kroenke may be a owns little. owns like every other team these days. It seems like the Kroenke <laughs> brand has just spread out like crazy. They're but, doing okay for themselves yeah, there. But, but either way, I mean, it's just, you know, I, I think that this is being made way too big a deal. The Well, especially, look, the death threats, things like that. That's not even what I'm talking about. That's obviously over the top. Like, oh, clearly no that. 
turn. Yeah. Way sure. over the top. Yeah. I'm just talking about the simple reaction you're seeing on social media, and, hearing from people, hearing from the fan base. Where he's, mean, it's clearly just a dirty play, and he was targeting this goal. There's always going to be an excuse with, with, with this team. So, uh, look, I, I'd, I'd prefer. I think we may have a little rivalry developing between these two. I love Let's it. see. I, love I mean, it. look, it has to be a close game, and you have see, to have close this series. This is for why the NHL is like, oh, this is why we want you to play against your division. Well, it kind of is, and that's why you get great matchups in the NHL playoffs, in my opinion. You get really good matchups, but. Uh, and, I, I mean, and, I think the Avs win game five. I don't oh, see no, this no. going. Yeah. And, oh. and just to be fair, just to something you said, uh, I think we can all agree, right, that that when you were talking, you said that you weren't talking about the death threats necessarily, right? I think we can all agree, too, that that, doesn't, that particular aspect of this does not represent the majority of St. Louis Blues fans, not at least that I've seen. They're not like that necessarily. Um, no, no, no. Take, it's small majority. It's always the, right. the, the it is. few it's loud, loud ones. It's the idiot. most vocal on social but, media. But let's, but let's be clear yeah. about this. They're pissed off at Kadri. The fans, they may not all want to kill him or you know do anything right, right, bad, right. but he got booed every time he touched the puck, at least maybe till he had two goals and they just got tired and stopped. <laughs> they oh, did. Oh, that hat stopped. trick? It yeah. seems like everyone just kind of shut they up. They stop like, booing. Damn it. But everyone is pissed at him, and he does have a history. A couple of years ago, he knocked out one of their players' big hit, and he has done this kind of stuff before. Falk. And, and, yeah, and, and was... I think that we should also be you know, fair and acknowledge that he is a player that's going to push the line. He is a player that's going to sometimes cross the line, and in my opinion, that's the kind of player that you need to have in the playoffs to win. You I'm need glad that you said like that. that. I'm glad you said that, Tyler, because that's exactly how I feel. I get it. I get it. When you doesn't when he doesn't play for your team you hate him right. but that's what you need in hockey that's what the abs have lacked for a long time that that nasty that attitude that guy that gets the other team riled up and unfocused well, off of their game i think hockey but i think basketball too i think there's certain sure. sports you know like i know pat beverly has been in the news a lot lately in the nba but and i'm look i'm not gonna come oh you mean the traffic cone pat yeah, beverly? yeah i'm not gonna come <laughs> pr- protect pat beverly here make this a whole thing but i think in general you know he's he's got a lot of points in terms of uh, what he's been saying lately. So I mean, hey, did you guys see by the way what happened to the Blues Wikipedia page temporarily last night? No, did you catch that? So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll actually I'll, I'll tweet this out uh, at Red Rock Sports One if anyone wants to actually see it. But so I, I love that whoever did this is my freaking hero, man. So somebody risked their status as a Wikipedia editor. To do this, because <laughs> that's how they do it. Wait, now. hold on. Can we back up a little bit? Yeah. That's like a, an acclaimed status that you yeah, have to you, reach. Not everybody can just edit Wikipedia anymore. I didn't know that. I've you never know. tried. Wow. Obviously, yeah. no. You could okay. just go on and do yeah, it. You have to actually tried. like gain the. Privilege I remember to do I was that. a teacher assistant my senior year of high school. Oh, you used to be able all, to do it. All of her yeah. lessons came off of Wikipedia. Uh, she absolutely <laughs> used Wikipedia. Well, and everyone uh, used to do it. Anyways, <laughs> neither here nor there. So St. Louis Blues Wikipedia page has the top. It says Conference Western. Division Central, founded by the King Nas. Yes. <laughs> and then history, St. Louis Blues, 1967 to present. Home Arena was listed as Kadri Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> Person's my hero, man. My dang hero right there. I just thought that was hilarious. I, I saw that. Yeah, it was so, I mean, of course, Wikipedia took that. Hey, remember, Crap Wikipedia right now, is uh, never wrong. Never. <laughs> never. Go ahead and cite that one. Okay. Uh, uh, let's, let's hear the NASM you know, horn one more time. That's the new NASM horn. I like Are it. Are you okay with that? I like it. All right. Now, uh, lost in this Kadri talk, right, which is understandable. It's the Nazem Kadri game. There was a you know, couple other unsung heroes that, that occurred during the game as well. Start of the week. Start of the week. Start of the week. Bo Byram recorded a multi-point game in the game on Monday. 
and he becomes the third youngest Avalanche defenseman in franchise history to get a multi-point playoff game, trailing Bruce Bell and Martin School. Mart- is it Martin or Martin Skula? Uh, Martin Scorsese. <laughs> Martin Skula. Yeah. I'm going to go with Martin Skula. All right. Uh, I think, and, and I then, think anything in hockey it should just be Martin. I'm gonna think. That's cool. Right. Yeah. Right. It yeah. should be. But. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, so so Bo Byron becomes the youngest Avalanche defenseman to ever record a multi-point game in a playoff. And he was great. He was like great. That. He had a really great game. He, he Step w- aside, Kale McCarr. Step aside. Hey, man, I, I thought he played the blue line really well. Uh, he played very physical. He made some really great reads. He, uh, he got back and made some really nice poke checks to save some opportunities for the Blues. And I, I thought he was actually one of the better players uh, in, in the game, actually, I, I would even go as far as to say he's been one of the better players in this series. Well, we're seeing Bo take the next step. I mean, he's been hurt. He hasn't played a lot. There has been some healthy scratch issues at the beginning part of the year, but a yo- another young hit that the Avs have gotten, right? I mean, if there's one team who just develops, drafts, acquires talent, like it, the Avs are the best in Denver by far, as we've said a million times on this show, but he's finally getting to that point where he's reaching his, not even potential, but where we thought he would be. And so it's so exciting to see him kind of living up to that point, but he's got a long ways to go. You talk about the offense that the Avs have and the depth and the young core built up. The defense is looking just as good with this with these youngsters coming up. So Bo looks amazing. I'm so I mean that stat no doesn't doubt. surprise me at all. And and, and cool I should hit. mention his age with that stat. He is he is 20 years old and 344 days. Wow. So. Do you guys as we're aging? So do you 21. guys fire? So you can almost drink when you guys <laughs> when you guys hear these ages. Does it instantly make you feel old? Uh, so yes, yeah, yes, sure. all that or makes like, me feel. Wow, you know what makes me feel old? I live, I live uh, right next to a high school, and so I, I get to, <laughs> I drive around a lot of high schools. Which, by the way, th- th- such bad drivers. But that's a different discussion. <laughs> I can go off on that. They look like they're twelve. Yeah. So I see them driving out of there. I'm like, oh my god, I feel. But really then you always now. see that one random kid that's got the full beard, and you're like. Uh. <laughs> Uh, right. can, can we save can that we clip and play it under no context whatsoever? I drive by a lot of high schoolers. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just think yeah, that, well, yeah. I do it illegally. I'm not supposed to that, be within that, 500 that would, feet. Oh, 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 my stop, stop. Oh, my God. 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 Oh, my Oh, Wow. Uh, hey, anyway. this is what you don't get. For, producer Nick is is he's PG man. You get the I push the envelope. I also think here. he's not a sex offender, so that helps. <laughs> oh, whoa, that's not what I was insinuating. My goodness, that's where you went with that. Yeah. Wow, oh, Jared. Whoa. Wow, Jared. Oh. Just we, dis- disappointing. We but, were man, talking absolutely. hockey, right? but hey, man, yeah. I did want to just give a shout out to Bo Byram. Great, great game, great series by this guy, and he's only twenty years old, so. Future is of legal right. age, just for everyone to know, mm-hmm. just in case anyone wants to. He is, he is, he is 20. Yeah, and 344 days. Who's Jared Jared went a weird direction with that. What, 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 yeah. what other way was I supposed to go? You said you could be 500 feet. Well, no, that's just a coincidence. I meant I couldn't be within 500 feet of uh, a certain plant they have out front because I'm allergic. I'm oh. wildly allergic to the pollen it creates. No, no marijuana so the doc- for Tyler. Yeah, so the doctor says about 500 feet from there. And yeah, that's what they're growing right out in front of the high school, Jared. <laughs> that, that, that makes <laughs> sense. Surprise me. Yeah, yeah that, that makes sense for sure. I've been, you know, it's, it's I've a been by your issue. area. Disgusting, right. Jared. You <laughs> disgust me. So, so, can I just point out, Abs and Five Guy over here. Mm-hmm. Abs and Five Guy. That's I've been on, on it this whole time. All right. So, I just want to, you know, pat myself on the back. Do we need to get Connor a yeah. uh, Abs where it says Abs <laughs> in? 
where where the last name goes and then <laughs> number, number five. five. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is that it? Was that okay. within Woo's Media's budget? Uh, <laughs> we can, we can scrounge it. We'll find some ways. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we can. Let's muddy the books up. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Whoa! Don't start cooking your books, buddy. <laughs> Come on, let's not do that. All right, guys. Let's assume we're all assuming the abs move past this round. Don't worry about in it. Five. It's happening. Yeah, okay. it's in five. In Probably five. in five. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's take a quick peek around the rest of the playoffs, and I want to know kind of where your concerns are. Are there any teams East that Coast. concern you? The Eastern Conference so, is my concern. Okay, no let's, one let's, of the West. Let's look really quick first of what's going to be obviously the next matchup for the Avs, which will be the winner of the Edmonton Oilers and Calgary Calgary. Flames. Yeah, you're right? getting close. Who cares? Boy, bunch why? of Canadians. I can't, talk. I I can't tell. It's a, that must be uh, in Canadian. I don't. I don't speak that Canadian in all, language. In all, exactly. Yeah. Head Calgary head Flames. Head Flames head the head Oilers head. lead two one. Yeah. They play tonight again, Tuesday the twenty fourth. You, know, you, you know this is a big rivalry game. Did you know that? It's Canada. Aren't it's they all well, this, No, 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 no. This is. They're both in uh, Alberta, the province of Alberta. Yeah. So, so doesn't anybody else find it interesting that we have in the East the battle for Alberta? And then in the West, we have the battle for Florida. <laughs> like, wait, yeah. is, is scratch it? that, oh, reverse, reverse it. it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, there you got it. You. We all know where you're yeah. at. Ah, you got my wavelength, Jared. <laughs> See, this is why Jared, uh, Jared's uh, feeds my flow here. That's right. He, that's he's right. Got it. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just thought that was interesting, right? We have like all these series, and and two of these series in the second round are in the same state Hang or on. province. I think the audience thinks it's interesting. Uh, interesting too. Let's see. Ooh. Yeah, they're interested. Okay, yeah, it was very well, interesting. Yeah. In the Eastern Conference, it wasn't much of a battle for Florida because the Tampa Bay Lightning swept so, the Panthers. Th- you know what's funny is I did a bracket with some of my friends before the uh, playoffs started, and I, I really wish that uh, I would have put a little bit more round by round into it because my, my, my pick in my bracket was abs in Florida because I looked at regular season stats and I didn't do the whole, okay, now let's go into the playoffs and see how they perform. Tampa Bay, uh, it's funny. Like I said, my bracket, my personal bracket, I had Florida advancing, I think in six games or so. I bet on Tampa Bay all four games because the line was wrong, obviously. But Tampa Bay, through the first series, which you had the luxury of watching right before uh, you bet on the second round, Tampa Bay looked like a playoff-ready team. I know it went seven. I know they looked bet, you know, questionable against Toronto a few games. But Florida, skating by in the first round the way they did, I thought it was clear that Tampa was ready for the playoffs. And my main question was, can Florida do what they did all season long? And, I mean, it wasn't even close. So we're not going to go too much on that series. But quickly, in case we do end up matching up with uh, the Lightning in the, in, in, in the end, I think that both Florida and Tampa Bay just and this may not be the case because Tampa's built differently, but the way that we look at Florida, and this is just a good key, a good reminder the way we project games and you know project things in the future, the way schedules work out, there are some teams who inherently have advantages, okay? So there are some teams who at the end of the season have inflated stats. And what happens is when teams travel all the way down to Florida, they'll often play Florida, then Tampa, or Tampa, then Florida. So that second game, which is often a back-to-back, you're dead, and you're getting one of the best teams in the NHL. So even though they're inflated stats, they're still one of the best teams in the, in, in the league. Now, why do I bring this up and make it a huge deal? The Avs kind of deal with the same thing, right? Because the whole altitude factor. When you come to altitude, you're going to have naturally inflated stats. The good thing is that doesn't change in the playoffs. You're still playing at altitude, and then uh, things change on the road. But I thought that was interesting. I am concerned a little bit about the East, you know, like I said. Well, let's work backwards, and since I, we're talking I, the can East. I just, can I just clarify? Yeah, yeah. Something's been bugging me here <laughs> i said the east and the west they're both the eastern conference matchups no 
Edmonton and Calgary or Western yeah, Ed, Conference. Yeah, Edmonton, Calgary oh, or Western. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's what you're talking about, too. Oh, yeah. God, We're going to backpedal your backpedal. <laughs> We're walking forward. Carolina, now, New York is the other Eastern yes. Conference. Yeah, okay, so Carolina, New York, Any either of those teams concern you in any way, or do you see yeah, the Tampa Bay Lightning making it through to the, the Cup? No, no, no. If uh, I see Carolina winning the series, they're up 2-1. Up 2-1. Again, win game four tonight. tonight. Yeah, both. So basically everyone except for the Avs play tonight. Yeah, exactly. Which, which are only the two I'm matches looking, left. So Hurricanes and Rangers play tonight. I'm and the score I say tonight again, the 24th. By the time you guys listen to this, you'll already know the outcome of it. So you're expecting? Well, they're down 2-0 right now, but uh, oh, is the, that right? Yeah, Carolina it's the, is. Yeah, it's it's, it's uh, about six o'clock Mountain Time here that we're recording. Yeah, that game started at five. So we're what into the first through the first period probably yeah, in that no, one. Yeah. Now, I, I, now, can I ask you a question here, Mister Mister Hockey Man over here? Yes, but but just to answer Jared's question first. Uh, yeah, Carolina's a good team. If it's them and Tampa in the next round, they're both formidable for the Avs. Now, uh, how just how good is this Vasilevsky guy, the the uh, oh, goaltender for Tampa Bay? Because yeah. he seems unreal. I watched a couple of those games, and I mean, he just seems like he's the man. He's over probably there. the most consistent <laughs> goalie in the league. Now he's been with the same team for for a long time, but now Andre Vasilevsky is elite for and, sure. And they're going for back to back to back cups now. Yeah, yeah. So third three, cup in a row. If they, in a row. If they're is, going for it, so. is, and, and I I should have prefaced this before the show. Has that ever happened in hockey? I'm not it's sure. The first time since. Uh, Oh man, somebody did it in like the eighties, I believe. It's probably okay. Edmonton with uh Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I, should, okay. I, should, I seriously thought I remembered it, but I don't remember anything apparently. Well, either way. <laughs> so, but, uh, so. so I think the Avs to just to finish us up, uh, when we get past St. Louis, right? Uh Calgary, Edmonton, no real concerns there. Calgary did concern me heading into the playoffs. What I've seen in the playoffs in the playoffs so far. I mean, I don't know if they get out of this round, but uh, it's the it's the Stanley Cup that we're going to have to worry about once we get there. Okay, so let's do some self-scouting. What are the things you've seen so far from the Avs that concern you, things that you feel like need to improve? And I'll start with one that I want to know your thoughts on this. As a casual fan, and I don't, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't dive into too much of the analytics of hockey. The one thing that I see over and over again when I watch the Avalanche, is they suck on the face-off. They are terrible. It seems like they lose every face-off, and that to me is something that that is a can, can have a huge swing within a game in a big moment to, to constantly be losing those face-off. Is that something that I should be concerned well, about? No, no, I mean, in general, I think yes. I don't think you're... A, on some path that you know it, it, it's ridiculous, but the ads are used to this. I think they were the second worst faceoff team this season in the regular season. It, 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 this is the kind of bad for a few years at faceoff. Yeah, they, that's not what they stress. Now, you don't want to ignore it. Obviously, winning faceoffs means possession. Possession means more chances. More chances mean more goals. So it's like you would think that that's a big deal, but it's not with the ads. Plus, the ads are so overwhelming. Uh, when they want to be on the on the forecheck, that that doesn't matter a lot. Even when St. Louis or whoever wins the the faceoff, now they're behind their own net. It, e- either they, ch- you know, kind of chip it out of the blue line and the Avs gain possession again, or they really have to work to get it out of their own zone, and they often don't do that. So, in my opinion, it's actually funny. I think we're in an era right now in hockey where stats are kind of dry and don't mean a lot. Sort of like the the. Uh, the ERA and batting average era of baseball. So I think what we need to focus more on in in hockey moving forward is it's called uh, successful exit percentage. And what it means is how often do you get the puck cleanly out of your zone? How often are you controlling the puck from your zone to the neutral zone? 
And that means a lot in the playoffs. When you can't get the puck out of your own zone, you're turning it over. That's how a lot of these chances are, uh, chances are created. So that's something to look forward to and something to pay attention to. And the Avs really don't let teams out of their own zone comfortably at all. Uh, and they're even better in, in the neutral ice. So I don't think it's a huge deal at all. Would I like to see it higher? Of course, but the ads are used to it. I feel like that uh, face-offs is one of those things that doesn't matter until it does, right? And then you get at the end of the game when you need to win a face-off to gain possession to whatever that may be. Jared, that needs to go in a fortune cookie. Yes. It, it doesn't matter till it does. That's life, like that. though, isn't it? Right? <laughs> Nothing really matters until it does. Uh, yeah. uh, also, I just have to put it out there because I know half the, the listeners out there are, are listening to the statement you just made. And not going to lie, there's a there's a little tone of uh, some uh, self-righteous arrogance. They're like, but, oh, no. Yeah, they're terrible, but it doesn't matter because they're just so good. The abs <laughs> are just so good, it doesn't even matter. Well, that's not self-righteous. <laughs> that's team righteous, oh, first of all. okay. okay. Yeah, it does nothing for <laughs> Unless me. Unless he is part of the team. Unless I was part of the team. I don't know, just the way that came, I was like, yeah, that's an issue, but like, who cares? Because they're so good. It doesn't even matter, right? <laughs> I mean, when I'm looking at some face-offs, though, for this series, face-offs won last game. We uh, won the face-off battle 34-19. See, that surprises me. The game before, uh, St. Louis won 37-24. Game two, St. Louis won 30-24. Game one, St. Louis won 31-25. So, it's been right there, St. Louis, Fairly slight close, edge, yeah, but okay. unless it's a, a huge lopsided thing, I don't, I don't think it's much to worry about. And can I say one more thing. The most overrated stat in hockey is shots. Shots on goal. That's what everyone talks about. It's so hysterical to me that that's the one thing they show on most broadcasts. Mm. You'll see the score and you'll see shots on goal. It's so misleading. You know what they should show? High danger chances. That's what they should show. Shots on goal doesn't matter. You have some teams who just like to chip it on net, maybe deflections, rebounds, and you have other teams like the Avs who like to create high danger chances. Now the Avs had like 50 or 60 shots last game, but my point is that's way overrated. Whenever you, you know, let's say you bet on a team and they lose but they won the shots like 41 to 28. You hear a lot of people go, right. they outshot him 41 28. That doesn't now, matter. Now, I have a question for you, though. So, the high danger chances, right? That obviously has to be some sort of, I, I don't want to say subjective, but it's, it's, a, it's totally subjective. Okay. It's, so, it's so, maybe very, that's the right word. Yeah. So, so, it's a subjective, uh, there's obviously some system that comes up with that, right? Mm, yeah. Now, do you think part of the reason why they don't have that is because there's not necessarily a available that they are allowed to share like in other words like no does ESPN they do have their own formulated high uh, no they chances? don't but does but tnt no. have their own high danger well, formula those know, networks don't but uh, well, so, uh, so, there's, there's a website natural stat trick but would they uh, be sure they would, would they be allowed to use that without paying them money that's all i'm, no, I'm no, just they, wondering if it's pay them some money so, so I'm just wondering if it's uh, I think the ESPN lights are yeah, the light, have well, the, the money. Well, but it's yeah, even the, even if it's the NHL paying the bill, I don't think the lights are going out anytime soon. <laughs> I know they're not the most important league in the in the world, but no, they, they can pay one of those. It would be easy to pay Natural Stat Trick. By the way, Natural Stat Trick's uh, it's like an eight dollar a month of s- subscription. I think they'd love the coverage. Maybe Natural Stat Trick would say this is marketing, you know, because it would say odds provided by or you know numbers provided right, by. Right, right, right. So that, that may be enough in itself. I, I was just wondering if they part of the reason there. why they don't put it up there is because there's no kind of one... Well, and you know what? I mean, look, my, my, you know, my whole point is maybe that's not the optimal solution because 
of what you just said. But my point is, shots are overrated, and that's actually another reason why, as a as a professional better, I specialize in hockey and soccer and those kind of sports because there aren't the advanced specific analytics like there are in baseball. So I create a lot of my own stats. Now I use other sources, some of the sources I've talked about today, natural stat trick, evolving hockey, things like that. But uh, no, that's what I like about the NHL is a lot of this is, I mean, it's tough. If there's a wrist shot on the right-hand side on a power play, it gets deflected, goes off the goalie's pad, it, you could make it a, 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 a case mathematically that there's anywhere between a 30 and 60% chance of that going in. Now, obviously, maybe closer to 50 than 60, but it's tough to get an exact expected goals or an exact uh, GSAA, goals saved above average. So I like the ambiguity that, that is naturally tied into hockey. That's where I find advantages. No, no. granted, I actually did see on the TNT coverage they were showing the expected goals um, in the Lightning game. Uh, they they were they were basically probably just getting, it probably said on the screen somewhere via it probably it probably did yeah. yeah so no just it's interesting because I know you've said that to me before and I think it's I find it interesting that so many people myself included uh, just harp on that shots on goal all the time while we're on this and I'm throwing about a little 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 nuggets of of gold out there for the audience one last thing uh, public uh, prediction information ESPN's win percentage you know how they have that for a yep, lot of games. Yep, yep trash it's so bad it is so bad it's consensus too you know when you talk to anyone who can project live espn's live win percentage is so bad so, so i'm way. curious when did tnt get into the hockey game well i think they bought the rights last offseason for the playoffs only and, and so i know all our listeners out there are sick of me complaining about the fact that i don't get tnt and this makes it so difficult i've not lucky. been able to watch so the ncaa tournament jared i did not get to watch most of the nba playoffs and now i am struggling to find straight up illegal sketchy stream sites <laughs> to watch the avalanche because i refuse to okay. miss out on these I games have said you're also lucky. they know drama you, you, they do, do know they? drama, do yes. I mean, that's what they say. Obviously, you want to watch the games. <laughs> that's, that's what they For say. anyone out there, though, who streams TNT, <laughs> specifically on their Xbox, you can relate to my issues. They are glitchy. It's not reliable at all. Sometimes you'll get on TNT and you'll watch the game and there's a, blank, a black screen. You'll hear the audio, it's just a black screen. Sometimes it'll just cut out in the middle of, uh, the, of the feed and you'll have to re-sign in. Is it more glitchy than uh, streaming it on one of these pseudo-legal websites? Uh, I don't know. I haven't tried that, but it is very, very glitchy. And uh, another issue is it asks you, you know how sometimes it'll say, do you want to sign out or you, do you want to keep watching on Netflix or HBO or whatever? Are right, you still watching right, this right, program? Right. It asks after like, Two hours. It's like, hey guys, you're gonna have a game. It's a three hour game, yes, guys. Exactly. Yeah. I'm still, yes, I'm still watching after <laughs> yeah. two hours. So you don't have to and ask. Connor, me. they're only illegal if you get caught. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but okay. no, TNT is the worst streaming service in the history of streaming services. They are terrible. So I don't like TNT. Not a fan. If you have cable still, then you know it's probably not a big deal. They have great. Uh, on-air personalities or uh, in-studio personalities, right? Like Paul Bissonnette. They've got uh, some 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 good guys there. Shaq, Kenny, uh, Charles Barkley for basketball. So I like their in-studio people. They just need to spend more of that money, not on their salaries, but on the app and make it work. All right, let's put a bow on this conversation. Yes, I yes. want to get back to the question I asked. What have you seen from the Avs so far that concerns you? What things, Tyler, do the Avs need to improve? prove upon in order for them to win a Stanley Cup? I mean, I don't want to be all roses and sunshine today. I know I've been uh, whatever phrase you used earlier to talk about the Avs, but I don't see a whole lot 
look, they have one loss so far. It's it's going to happen. You're going to have games occasionally. I like to remind people that those are human beings playing. And when you've won six games in a row in the playoffs or whatever, five games in a row, it's easy to maybe lose your concentration for a game. It happens all the time throughout the history of sports to the best teams. So I don't think really. And now if you're going to make do you want to make me pick something? Do you want to yeah, no, dra- no, no, say no, you're no. forced I, to pick something? I, I, I mean, I'm sorry. You just, I'm, I, it, yeah. I'm just, I can't let something slide that you just. No, no, no absolutely. Are they human being? Is Kale McCarr a human being? <laughs> Actually, or is he kind of a cyborg? Honestly? I'm I not like, sure. If would you human. be sh- surprised if the next Terminator movie was focused around Kale McCarr? I used to say that about Peyton Manning. Like he'd get <laughs> yes. sacked one day and they'd rip off half his face. It would be like spark plugs. <laughs> right, and right. That, I, I get that with Maybe Kale Kale's like that. He might be like that. It's so interesting, Tyler, that you say, how a, a, a person, a player's emotional state can impact how they play. It's crazy, in the right? Series. By the it's, way, it's why weird. I love betting it's, on college sports. Yeah, but but if you're going to force me to pick one, okay, you, you you make me pick one, it would be goaltending. Uh, according to EvolvingHockey.com, which I referenced earlier, Darcy Kemper's uh, GSAA goals. Uh, uh, goal scored above average, uh, which is a pretty good stat that I like evolving hockey for. Darcy in the playoffs is actually uh, eighth overall for GSAA. So that's not bad, in my opinion. I mean, when you look at Jake Andre, how well he's played, anti Ranta, but when you look at the expected goals, GSAA X, he drops down to uh, 13th, 14th, 13th. Uh, so uh, there's only six teams left in the playoffs. Well, so but, that's, but uh, that's the, you know, that's, well, that's what I mean. That's, that's, but that's incorporating like Dallas's goalie yes. was first there out so far. So that's incorporating all the teams who were in the playoffs so far, but you're exactly right. It's not great. So if there's one area, I guess I would like to see Darcy doing a little bit better. He is letting in some goals. He may not, you know, long-term want to be letting in. So if there's, if I'm going to be nitpicky, and that is nitpicky. I would say maybe a little more out of Darcy. All right, everyone listening out there, we've been spending the last month giving everyone out there $100 week after week, and yet I find some of you guys out there probably haven't taken advantage of this. What are you guys doing? Get on Thrive what, what Fantasy. What are you doing? Seriously, somebody tells you you got $100 free. And you're not jumping on this? Right. I, I I don't get it. All you have to do, get on Thrive Fantasy, use our promo code RED. That's R-E-D. When you sign up, they will match you up to $100. You can get in on the DFS contest. I know this is something that a lot of you out there like to get into. Everyone jumped on board with that over the last few years with the NFL. Get in on it in this NHL hockey the season da- daily as fantasy, well. Right? The daily fantasy sports. Yeah. It's so much fun. You don't have to be an expert, okay? Tyler Walji makes a lot of money off of this uh, off of this app, off of this website. But those of us out there who are not experts, I'm still having a great time. I'm making a lot of money. We're enjoying it. You can also get in on parlays. Nothing better mm-hmm. than a parlay, right? Well, and here's the thing too: is they actually pay out the best parlay odds for player props in the entire industry. You can make player prop parlays with DraftKings, FanDuel, BetMGM. It doesn't matter. You're going to get a better payout with Thrive Fantasy. And the reason is, it's kind of crazy to say, but they have a fixed payout system, right? So it's always the same amount. It doesn't matter if a player is minus 130 or minus 140 for the odds. It's going to pay out as if they're minus 110. So it's so cool. And I do like betting on there a lot, to be honest. I, I, I exclusively make the player prop parlays because it's really good payouts. It's so much fun. But like you said, also the DFS, Daily Fantasy uh, Sports. And that's mainly uh, what I've gotten but, but into also, through the playoffs it, here. It's all 
player props. So if you like betting player props, what you do in those contests is you you make a lineup with player props as your lineup. So it's so much fun. And it's not like DraftKings where there's like 100,000 people in a contest. There's like some 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 contests are limited at 50 people. Yeah. have been good. Yeah, realistic odds to actually yeah. put together a lineup to win it. Listen to the expert, guys. No, I, I guarantee fantasy. everyone out there who likes to bet player props, well, first you're going to win more money, but you're going to have so much fun with uh, Thrive Fantasy. So yeah, like I said, but, but, but it's important. Put in promo code RED. Yeah. R-E-D, for that RED. Bonus. You get the, the deposit bonus. That's Thrive fantasy find them online thrivefantasy.com or download the app there's nothing like a deposit bonus when you put in 75 bucks whatever and then you've got 150 it just feel it's just nice it's just a good feeling you and know? sometimes i and this is terrible because like my mind sometimes you know i get a little spacey then the next time you get in, you're like what why do i have 200 dollars? Right? <laughs> oh yeah this is awesome yeah, right you know exactly. you just, no question do yes. you need to know which teams are in the east and the west to win money on absolutely Thrive not no there you no, go no perfect baby <laughs> everyone i'm on it and win <laughs> all right good job uh, yeah that's the thrive fantasy sound right there I like that's it. our sound I like it. all right all it's very right. nice so Tyler uh, was so kind to uh, invite me to go to the Rockies game this last week. Yes, we went to the Rockies game. Day game. Connor. Best. When's the last time you went to a Rockies day game? Uh, earlier this year, opening day. Oh, wow. Oh, but that doesn't count. Wow. That's like totally different. Okay. Not all of us then, can then afford then these opening <laughs> day seats, Connor. Connor's going to playoff games, okay. going to opening all right, day. All right, all right, all right. If it's not opening day, then I don't know, maybe 10, 11 games last year. Okay. Uh, I love the day games. I love yeah. it. There's yeah, nothing yeah, like good. a good day game. Plus, Jared and I went on Dollar Hot Dog Day. Right? Now, the Ooh, issue is... Dollar Dog. Yeah, but here's the, is, here's the issue, okay? Well, I've got well, to... Hold on. Before you get there, for everyone listening, Dollar Hot Dog's first 10,000 fans, Wednesday day game... We kind of just banked, like, as long as we show up to the game, we got this, yeah, right? I, I didn't realize how many people show up for these day games. We thought less than 10,000 people would show up anyway. Therefore, Ooh. we'd get the free hot dog regardless. What we underestimated was how great a city Denver is and how much people love to just get out during no, the day. No, no, no. What we underestimated is how much, how much a hot dollar hot dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what a dollar hot dog will do. So, so first off, I've got to say, I didn't really, because it's been a while, probably uh, uh, eight months, nine months since I've been to a day game myself. I usually go to the night games, and I always, always park in the same spot. I park in that lot on, uh, it's Blake and Larimer. You know that that lot right there? It's 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 really well-priced. It's a great location. I don't think it's Lawrence. It's either Lawrence or Larimer, but it's now, right now there. How Blake. much is it right there? It's uh, $15 for the game. So and, you can go, like you can go three blocks away and get five dollar parking. Where is this, Connor? Where were you on Wednesday? <laughs> yeah, we, this is. <laughs> We've got breaking news from the newsroom. Connor apparently no, has the best spot. Now, do we want to even let the audience know? I don't know. Ooh. I think we should keep this. I know one this, this that's like one of those things Might that we don't have to put take out it there. off air. There, right? <laughs> no. Okay, uh, everyone knows the the cross streets Tyler gave. You got a three block radius. <laughs> no, find a, it. So find where, it. where's your place? Uh, so it, it might actually. I'm, I'm trying to like think of the streets in my head, so it might be. I, I was guesstimating on the three blocks. Oh, here we I go. Mean, no, I'm curious. It's really close here to that. Here we though. go. It's it, so I believe it is California and like 20th. Okay, maybe. Is how that right? how far? What is what is the distance you are willing to walk? To the stadium oh, so, from your okay. well, no, there's okay. a ratio. There's a dollars to distance right. ratio, so that matters too. Okay, so it's about a. Um, I would say it's about a. 
15 minute walk at Dude, most. Okay. My spot is literally like a like a sorry, 10. like a three to four minute walk. I mean, I'm talking three blocks down, three streets down. Well, I think it's that, so I, close. I think this is like six, seven streets down. So I, I'm assuming like if you're you know so on dollar so dollars per block, we're only talking a couple bucks per block. That's I mean, true. come on, yeah, yeah, come no, on. that's true. And that's you true. can win that money back making live bets of the game, <laughs> right? Which you didn't, but that's okay. <laughs> no, we ended up breaking. No, I ended up making twenty five bucks. Okay, yeah, okay. because I lost so, on the first inning bet, t- but then no, no, I ended no, no. up tell the audience what Tyler was betting on during the game. I was betting on, and hey. I am a person who has positive EV bets most of the time, but if I'm going to a day game, I'm going to gamble. I'm having some fun. I'm going to have some action. This was degenerate at its finest right here. So what I was betting on? Larimer in 19th? No, and Blake. Larimer, oh, 19th and Blake. So what I was betting on were individual pitches. Would this next pitch be a uh, striker of all? (laughs) Yeah. That's what you were doing. And no I'm way. like, dude, this is so like, dangerous. I was like three and one. Yeah. I was like three and one, and I ended that's up coming. Yeah, so that's, that's yeah, so get out of here. No, I love a little action. Look, I've got that in me. I like a little, you know, put it out there. Let's go. Let's have some fun. So Tyler, Tyler found. Well, Tyler really struggled to find parking, which well, which led us to be a little bit late yeah, getting uh, in there. Yeah, and getting back to the story. Thank you, Jared. I did find a good spot, but it was only two hour parking. So we ended up going driving around, and so as a result, Connor, we were late to the game. Because we couldn't find a freaking spot. So we end up finding a spot, mm. and we get to the game, and we realize we're not one of the first 10,000. So we have to pay full Ooh, price look. for the hot dogs. Which, tough look. Yeah, it, it was no good. That was, so. a, that was now, tough. Not, not only that, but I imagine the lines on Dollar on dollar Dog Day are probably that significantly longer. It actually wasn't longer. that bad. It wasn't. It wasn't. Was it? We were, we were not in primo seats. We were a little bit up there, so you get a little away from the, yeah, see, the I, top I like the. Uh, I actually like so. Here's here's a pro tip for someone who goes to a lot of Rockies games. Okay, okay. unless you want to, of course, go to the lower level. Like, hey, I'll, I'll tell you. I mean, you know, hey, more power to you if you want to spend the money, go lower level. It's it's a great time too. All right, but if you're looking for upper level day game tickets, go on the third baseline. All right, like between the third base and where the left fielder plays. Right around there, you don't want to get the family section, but you want to be right next to the family section. Gives you two things. One, you get in the shade. All day, you are in the shade, and it is beautiful, okay? okay? Two, family restroom, barely any lines, and complete uh, privacy. So wait, where is what the family is the section? etiquette with that? Is an individual man walking into a family restaurant, <laughs> uh, restroom frowned upon? Oh, well, I, uh, all I can say, all I can speak to is that There's I normally... There's not an age limit. So I normally do go with my, my daughter to these guys a lot of okay. times, okay. but I will say that I absolutely see people all the time going in in and out of there. And if you ever need to, you know, maybe not go number one, go number two at a game, it is the best bathroom in the entire game. My only advice to anyone after having gone to this game is I don't care where you sit within the stadium. By God, make sure you're in a shade seat. Holy damn. Man, it, got hot. it was so third, hot. Third, third hot. baseline. Uh, so hot. You're yeah, gonna be, you're we, gonna we, were, uh, we were Jared first baseline. Jared and I got real toasty. We ended up moving, though, to the shade. Yeah. And I think we may have been near the family section because there was a lot of family up there. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely <laughs> fell out of place because we were the only two guys without children. Talk there. about 500 feet. I know. It was uh, interesting. <laughs> but you know what was cool? For the first time ever, I sat on in the purple row. Yeah, the mile high row. Ah, there you go. Yeah, that was really cool. So that and that was the seats a first are so much better. But just for everyone out but there, but the we have we have something to bring up. Now we're asking the audience this. We're asking you this. This is the new topic. Oh my god, we need the. I don't know if Nick Soaps uses this many uh, buttons in like three shows, but we're going news again. This is breaking. Okay, well, maybe not breaking. This is more a good piece of advice, or no, not. A, this is, uh, advice. This, it, is, this is a discussion we need to have yes. on 
a very strategy, important strategy. a very important strategy when you go to a sporting event. Now, Jared, do you want to kind of take it from yeah, here? Yeah, I'll set take it the, from here. So, set the scene for when we were disappointed with the dollar hot dogs in the first place, what we went through in the process. So in any sporting event, regardless of what it is, football, baseball, basketball, you have a pretty brief window there at the concession lines. You don't want to get stuck in the concession lines, okay? So there has to be some strategy that we come into. And, and Connor, I'm looking at you because you have all the experience here, and I want to know your strategic process. When you show up to the concession line, <laughs> how do you know? How do you decide which is the best line to get into to get yourself a refreshment, some food, whatever it may be. How do you identify and pick? There's like five lines within each concession stand. How do you know the oh, best it, one? It's a complete crapshoot, but... Mm. but well, no, I disagree. There's so But the best strategy, of course, if you're with a buddy like you guys were, is you spread out, you pick oh, two lines. Conquer and divide. And then whoever gets there first buys the dogs. I mean, that's that's the way to go, for that sure, no doubt. It's not... A good answer at Actually, all. I like <laughs> that a lot. Answer. Why didn't we think answer. about this? Because that's not a good answer. You're doubling your odds. It's the best answer. Uh, Out do, of five lines, whatever now strategy I'm on two of them. you have, whatever yeah. strategy you have is not going to be a hundred percent. So pick your second best strategy, and then you have double the chance. But I'm not into the. <laughs> see, I like to make bets. Well, aside from the strikeout bets or the strike a ball bets, I don't want to. I don't want to risk buying the hot dog, especially when it's not a dollar hot dog. On that, right? I need more information if I'm doing that. So that's what you do. If there's five lines, you spread out one and two, and then let's say they get to the to the front first. Do you now leave your line and go join them? Because that would piss me off. Yeah, if I'm that's behind a, you. That's important. That's, that's, no. that's a. Uh uh-uh, uh. Uh uh. That's not what you do. You just have the other. Per- you just know the other person's order. I mean, what are you going to do? Like a complicated order at a ball game? Like, how so, complicated so, so can it be? You buy Give everything. Me a dog and a beer. You know what I mean? Like, so, so, but, so, so wait. If you get there first, you buy everything. Yeah, and they just buy you Venmo. So you then get you Venmo. So, oh my God, that's that. That's no. See, Tyler, I'm on to this. I think this yeah, is brilliant. To go, I think this dude. is where we blew it. Go. Okay. So, so no, no, but hold on, hold on. That's okay. <laughs> the, 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 you know what? That's not a bad strategy. I actually agree. You, you you double your chances. You double your odds. But that's beyond what we're asking. What we're asking is when you're two deciding what two of the five lines to get in. Yes. What's your criteria? Also, I'm going to put you on a single. You're, you're going to get in a, a oh, you beer said what you or said, what's a, my a strategy. Yeah, yeah, we got to set Connor's parameters, okay, I guess. So for the parameters, on your own, alone, no, no, no. how do you walk or, up or to Or you're this? with one person who's watching Marley, your, your daughter, okay? What is your criteria for picking the best line how do you how do you decide what line you're going to stand in so personally yeah personally i literally just uh i kind of just go and uh hey no pun intended but ballpark it and mm-hmm. say which one is the shortest longest whatever right and then i go to the one that is and then so i so i go there and i stand let's just say one line i'm standing there and then i as quickly as i can i literally count <laughs> every single person in the line. That's what I do. I count. I actually count. And I go, okay. this one has Connor. six people. This Connor. one has five so people. You're looking, so you're looking at the amount of people. Yep, that's okay. Connor. Okay. There is a tiered process here, and you, you're, you're missing a little <laughs> no, no, bit. No, no. I've got to say, yeah, I agree. So, Jared, I have to agree. Connor's embarrassing me right yeah. now. First yeah. step. Enlighten first me. step. Okay. I'm just going to put this out there and offend definitely half the people listening right now. Actually, no. I'm not going to offend any of them because the half of people I'm trying to offend won't realize there are half of people that I'm offending. Oh, my God. But <laughs> oh the my caliber God. of employee, the average caliber employee, 
It's not good these days, okay? It's not good. And so you <laughs> wow. really, really, overall, that's the key. That is the first step right this there. This is why you he gotta, has no employees you in got, his job. Got, <laughs> this is why. This is why. You Actually, yourself. the funny thing is, is that's literally why I started my company. Because yeah, I'm like, I can't. I can't work okay. with idiots anymore. Right, so. But you have to find it. There's that one person you find in the line. doesn't matter how long the line is. They're pumping them out. They're pumping them out. Everyone else is dilly-dallying around, See, getting on. distracted. So it's all about finding that right person to tell. Then... Next step is you evaluate the length of the line, but there's a sub-step here that's super important, Connor, that you missed. You're counting people. I'm counting children because children are with adults, but see, Jared, and okay. adults are ordering one order. There could be nine children there, only one order. But on that but note- But 12 adults are 12 different people ordering. This is important. You're missing something too, okay? So within that subcategory of do they have kids- you How sober to, are they? You have I to mean, pro- you the children? Ha- no, not the children. <laughs> no, that's Jared. and that's not what I was gonna say. <laughs> you have to profile people. I'm sorry. You have to say, okay, is this is this uh, individual going to be taking a long time? Do they know what they want? Or are they gonna ask questions? Are they gonna order a lot? Are they gonna order a little? Are they getting a beer? Or are they getting a hot dog, a side, the nachos with the extra cheese, the extra, and uh, a beer and a drink for his buddy? Right. You have to profile how fast people are going to be. So actually, Jared, I think the most important thing is who's in front of you. And this is the mistake Jared and I made because we were going through That's actually how we came up with this topic. We're going through this process. We're going, all right, which line, which line, which line? And we made the wrong decision because I I will say I made the wrong decision because I, I said, let's get in this one because there's only two groups of people. There was a, 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 a couple of buddies that looked like mid thirties, uh, early thir- uh older 30s, couple of guys who were friends, and then a mom with about five kids. And my theory was, oh, this line is long, but these kids aren't ordering. One person's ordering, so it's going to go fast. But the ordering took a while, and they need this and no bread here and, and extra and this was, year and this the, year and this year. The lady was with cash. That's the other thing. And you she paid with cash? Oh, we should have nailed her for a cash pair. So that's the thing. <laughs> you got a profile who's in front of you. It's not just the amount. This, right, by right, the right, way, though. guys, also do this at grocery stores. This is actually very highly encouraged in most outings. You know, People really love to be profiled, but <laughs> grocery stores, same deal. You got to watch out for that right. coupon person because you get behind the coupon person, oh, mm-hmm. you're going to take mm-hmm. a while. Or the, the grocery store. Change person. All right, yes. now, now, can I just jump in here? Yeah. Can I just tell you, you guys have this the whole entire concept incorrect. Oh my oh. god, this is this is first of all kind of hot because I think that this is no. right on no, with no, what no. you're supposed to look uh, for. Uh, well, no, no. But, but hey, see, so, so you're, let, you're let, asking let the wrong you, question. Let me tell you the check marks we've gone through so far is the <laughs> amount of people in front of you, the type of people in front of you. The quality of the person behind the counter and the speed of the person behind the counter. What are what else we're missing? What you're missing is that none of this is even relevant. Mm. I will tell you how. Okay. <laughs> okay. <Ooh>. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you are wasting your time going to the concession stand to get your food, your drinks, whatever. No, oh, hear me okay, out here. Okay. Okay. Hey, I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> now what you need to do, especially when you realize you missed Dollar Dog Day, okay? Yeah, that was, yeah, that was, that was crushing. That was disappointing. We what were already in We what were so do? hungry, too. <laughs> what, well, so what you do is you walk on Blake to 21st, okay? Oh, we're leaving the right? stadium. No, 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 no. Before you get in the stadium. Oh, this is okay. it's cold. You're di- Connor's, uh, no, no. Everything, Connor's game day experience you comes gotta with hear caveats. Me. No, you have to we're hear parking, me out. Ten, we're parking 10 miles away. We have to get the food so it's ice cold by the time we get to our seats. No, so, the, so the this guy, so this, you, you. you got to hear me out here. Okay, okay, okay. okay. 
So right on the uh, the entrance to the stadium that is on the uh, first base side, the first base side entrance of the stadium. It is twenty first and Blake. Okay. okay, right there on it's. I, th- I actually think it's Market and twenty first, but it's right there. It's right like the side of the stadium on first base side. Okay, there is Ballpark Vienna Beef hot dog stand. Okay, for a dollar. And no, no, but but I, I and. <laughs> My Chicago roots and family from Chicago will adhere to this. Connor's that guy that's like, I'm 132nd Native American. <laughs> Therefore, my Native uh, American so, roots. So on my father's <laughs> side, they're all from Chicago, right? My, my dad and, and their ho- my whole So by proximity, you're pretty much a Chicagoan yourself. Well, <laughs> I think he's actually Sicilian. Right? I, I mean, I, I, hey, you know. I mean, what's the head? Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Connor. Connor well, we've been there a whole bunch of times. Chicago dog, yeah? so, so this is what you do, though, okay? You, if you want a hot dog, which who doesn't want a hot dog at a ball game, right? Mm, you go, you go before you get your dollar fifty beers at this Vienna hot dog stand, right? You get a beer, you get one beer in you, nice little beer. A true, we call that Chicago, a, coat. a tr- we call that a primer. A true Chicago <laughs> dog, a true Chicago dog, or you know what? If you don't like Chicago dogs. You're wrong, but <laughs> but you can get all sorts of other kind of hot dogs, but it's like really quality stuff. Like this is Vienna beef hot dogs, right? It's good stuff and it's pretty cheap. It's, it's a few bucks for a hot dog, right? So you go there, you get your hot dog, then you go into the stadium and you only need to deal with the beer vendors. That's it. You just deal with the beer vendor. Yeah, but the beer vendors are just non-existent these days. Oh, no, man. no, they're they not, are. You just need to know where they're you at. You ignored all of my... First of all, you ignored every qualm I had. The, the dog's going to be cold. I don't want... But that's well, you can't what, bring it in. You eat all, it before. Oh, my God. You can't even bring it in. That, that's, nah, you eat it before. You know, part of the experience is, is sitting in your seat and watching the game with a dog. That's part of the experience, Connor. You know what this is like? You, you know what you're reminding me of? You remind <laughs> me sometimes of when I go to Vegas with my friends, and their only goal when they're in Vegas is not to spend any money. They fly to Vegas, <laughs> and they want to eat at McDonald's, and don't want to spend here. Well, so I, want to I know in. who uh, you're talking it's about. It's like, are we going here? No. Oh, is it no, free? No, you can spend money? money. Hey, listen. You're going to go to a ball game, you go and you're not going to have a, you a go hot to the beer vendor. Okay, This is terrible you, advice. No, so you go, to the, you go to the beer vendors, right? You go to the tornado usually has pretty relatively nice lines uh you can get sunflower seeds and peanuts uh off a street vendor or just from a gas station you can bring those in you could be in your seat with peanuts sunflower seeds beer in hand watching the game and you don't have to wait in that overly excessive line for why a not just I why not just stay outside point. of the stadium <laughs> the and watch the game the from enti- out there, yeah, exactly. the entire point of this segment was to give the audience mm. a blueprint for I'm picking them the best a blueprint. Line. And Connor's saying, giving them we're not talking about that. We're going to give them something else. To, we're going to give them a, a brand new, completely different game day experience. You're eating before you go in. Yes, you're parking better, miles away. A better away. Ga- game hey, day Well, some you're of us, Connor, had to work though. on Wednesday, okay? <laughs> we were pressed for time but to you, make it here. You're saving $7 in parking and $5 in hot dogs. At least you you're wanna, doing that. You want to save some money it's for the game? Here's how you save some money for the game. Ancient pennies over here. Ride the light rail. That's good. When was the last time you guys rode the light rail? Uh, it's been year, a while, so. yeah. Boy, uh, it's been a long time for me, guys. It is like a whole dystopian society there. This is a whole <laughs> different. You know, like we got a real Mad Max vibe it's going a, on in the light rail. Really, oh, it's been a while. Right, let's just say I didn't see anyone on there checking tickets. Um, and I'm not. Again, we're not trying to profile anyone here, but. Uh, whoa. <laughs> I don't think many people were going to the game that were riding the light rail. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just, it, t- it caught me off guard a little bit, but $3 round trip. Hey. Boom. Hey. Love it. All right. By Love the it. way, 
It's a 10-minute walk from where I parked to the it's game. It's a three-minute right? walk from where I parked. All right. So, so, okay. so I'm just trying to save you. I'm, I'm giving you and a by better the way, that's game what your, experience. Connor, that's what your phone says, 10-minute walk. We have to multiply that by 1.5 for you anyway. You got slow strides. <laughs> you're carrying. You're, I'm yeah. six foot three. I got yeah, some you're big carrying strides. Some, I don't know. You all right. Slow down. All right. We're running long on this. I'm wrapping wheezy. up this topic here. We're going to move on from this one. It's time to get to... <laughs> This day in sports history. This day in sports history. 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 All right, I got a few for you today. Some interesting ones. Oh, I got some good ones. Huh? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're going to start May 25th, 1919. Casey Stengel. 1919. Yeah, yeah. Is this what you guys always do? You guys always oh, yeah. go this deep? So, oh, well, yeah. sometimes. It's we're de- hey, when it's something like this, this is gold here. It, de- right? okay. it depends on where we find the gold, man. <laughs> so, uh, okay. baseball player, professional baseball player for Boston, mm. releases a sparrow from under his baseball cap when he steps onto the field. He had a sparrow. Can we bring this back in his? Uh, can we bring this back? I think that would be a great entry, like a, a closer, a closer coming in and just tips like his cap uh-huh. and out flies a sparrow. You know, yeah, that's, that's wild. That's great. That's like uh, that's what Vegas would do, right? Help right. was uh, Okay. Right. Here's also, the we inning. should get a baseball team in Vegas. That should be done. Too. Oh, Vegas <laughs> is filling up. They're just they're, they're building an arena for the NBA. All right, moving on. May twenty fifth, nineteen eighty one. Mm. Boston Red Sox. Carl Yastrzemski. Uh, really, yeah, I think he's a Hall of Famer. He might not. I he might have to check me on that. But he's he's a legendary player. At age forty one, he's the fourth baseball player ever to play three thousand MLB baseball games. That's now a that, lot of baseball. That equals out to over 450 24-hour days of just, like, playing baseball games, let alone practice. I mean, I mean, seriously, think about how amazing that is. Did you do that that's, math for the 24-hour days? Uh, th- so you know what you should have done? You should have done 16-hour days for, like, the average time we're awake to make right, it even more Right, impressive. even more. So yeah. it, it's over 18 years of playing if you played 162 games every single year. Ooh, I, I actually it's kind of depressing. It is. Like, that's a lot of time <laughs> on a baseball field. Moving on because I got two more for you guys. Oh, All right. Okay, now these okay. are both Avs related in okay. honor of the Avs playoff run. May 27th, 1982. New owners headed by John McMullen buy NHL's Colorado Rockies and move the team to New Jersey under the name New Jersey Devils. So yeah, that, people forget that the baseball Rockies were not the first Colorado not Rockies. The first Colorado Rockies. Yeah, so okay. that, that was when it, uh, Colorado lost their hockey team. Of course, getting the uh, what? Montreal so, team. What was the year on that again? That was 1982. Okay, so we had about a what 14 year stretch there yeah. with no, yeah. no hockey. So there you go, and then, then we came back. So, well, not came back, but we got another team. Uh, and then, last but not least, May 28th, 2003. NHL and Avs legend Patrick Waugh officially announces his retirement from the NHL. Has has Waugh's uh, legacy been tarnished with his coaching stint? No. 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 You know what? That's actually that's a really interesting question. Like I don't think his playing legacy, but it does does it do certainly. Yeah, does it do nothing? To change your image, his image, I think, is 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 not good here, and right. especially the way he left to walk away weeks before the season. It's kind of like in Detroit, Steve Eiserman. I think it's Eiserman took over as the GM, or as same uh, position as Joe Sackick, and Detroit has just gone the opposite direction. Now, so now, it's like, that affects now, your. So, so I would say that it doesn't tarnish his legacy in any way, but I think he missed an opportunity to like up it a right. little bit, right? Like what Sackick has done for his legacy. So, so like I would say. <clears throat> Excuse me. So if you, if you're looking at uh, top three 
I, I had this interesting conversation with someone the other day. If you're just looking at who are the top three professional sports figures to ever be in Denver, right? The Denver Ooh, professional Denver, sports. I thought you were going to say all time. Or, or Colorado. Colorado professional sports all time. Uh, our, and, our generation or just... No, a, ever. All time. And so the way I see discussion. it... And we'll have this... We're going to have table this for another time because we're going to have to have this discussion. But So I would put it as John Elway, Joe Sackick, and Nikola Jokic. Those are my three. I, and, uh, and I, think, I honestly don't believe Jokic belongs there yeah, until I think he gets I, himself a championship. I think Jokic is a little nearsighted. <laughs> no, no one's no one's had two MVPs in the entire history of Colorado sports. Yep. That's let a good alone point. That's back a very to back. good point. So um, I'm going to put him there, but we will. We're going to totally have to have this. Yes, car. I, we I, will because actually it was a really great conversation I had. The what other about day. Todd Helton? But uh, no, so Todd Helton is is the guy that I kind of. It's like Todd Helton, Nikola Jokic. You could put Patrick Waugh kind of up there. I think Waugh goes um, above uh, Sackick. No, so see now that is the only reason I brought it up for this particular moment is I think that with what Joe Sackick has done as a GM and as a player. It elevates him up above Patrick Waugh in this conversation. Uh, Whereas I think if Patrick Waugh would have been a great coach and and is still doing this with Joe Sackick, I think that's a much more interesting conversation. So I don't think it damaged his legacy. He's still great. He's uh, he just didn't he's right there. It. But he had an opportunity to really bolster it, right? So but best moment of it. Patrick Waugh as a head coach was game one when he knocked oh, that glass yeah, over in between the, in the two. <laughs> that, was, that was the best moment. Okay. All right. We are running long. I do have one other topic we have to discuss. Yeah. One of the big things going on in Colorado sports this week is really not related to anything on the field, on the court, anything. It has to do with the Denver Nuggets and uh, former, now former president of operations, uh, Tim Connolly. I've been waiting to hear Connor's take on this. One. Has uh, agreed to a deal worth over $40 million with uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. That includes, big caveat here, includes ownership equity. Connor, who's the bad guy in this situation here? Ooh, who's the bad guy in this who's situation? Who's the bad guy? Um, uh, obviously, so, it would be... Are, wait, it'd be are, uh, Crunky, but but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna actually I actually take a different I I see Nuggets Nation on Twitter I see how much people are upset quite frankly over this right um, I'm gonna sit here and tell you that I don't think this is as big of a deal as everyone wants to make it Damn out. Damn it, Connor! I was trying to bait you into this one. Nah, I don't huh. think it is, man. Does Tim Connolly play basketball? No, he does not play basketball. Uh, Calvin Booth, I think definitely had a role in this roster construction. Obviously, the credit goes to Tim Connolly, and rightfully so. It was Tim Connolly. But when you really look at it, I mean, he lucked out on Jokic. He's the first one to tell you that. He lucked out on Jokic. It wasn't some sort of mastermind plan. Otherwise, he would have drafted Jokic in the first round, right? Uh, he, he got lucky with that. And really, the, else, the rest just kind of fell into place. I don't think this is that big of a deal. The only thing here that concerns me a little bit is if somehow this speaks to a, a greater uh, culture problem or attitude problem um, that might turn off Nikola Jokic from signing a Supermax or wanting to stay here long term. That is the only thing that even like gives me a little pause here. But if, if it's not for that, if this is just a matter of, you know, hey, he had a better opportunity here. Nikola Jokic isn't really going to give it much thought. Then I'm fine with it, man. So fine. Uh, the obvious answer that I was trying to bait you into is that everyone, at least the social media people are, are just trashing the Cronkies and being cheap, not willing to pay them. And here's the deal, guys. Money is one thing. 
But I promise you, the Nuggets could have absolutely matched every dollar that the Minnesota Timberwolves were giving, probably, and then some. But if they weren't willing to give up the ownership stake, this is a billion dollar in, uh, industry. I mean, uh, a franchise. You don't give up ownership, man. Bad teams like the Minnesota Timberwolves have to entice GMs, entice execs to go there by giving them ownership. You don't give up ownership of a team like this. That, that That's something you hold close to yourself. You keep that within your family. Look at the whole situation uh, with the Broncos right now and the Bolin family. And now they're in the situation because they couldn't make sense of it themselves, are now having to lose. Yes, you're going to make five billion dollars whatever well, it is I doubt franchise. he's getting any sort of significant ownership piece but oh I absolutely wait, think wait, he's wait. getting enough in an ownership stake he's getting an ownership stake in the Minnesota Timberwolves right but I think you know why you don't minority. give a guy an ownership, much ownership? Stake? yeah see I, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's not but, been released no but I would imagine it's a very small amount does it matter very small of one billion no. is still big and, and that's true it I mean is. I, I think it that is. everyone is way out of bounds because the average person's like who cares give him 1% give him 2% give him this it's so easy it's, to say that I think that's not the, the angle well and what happens in five years I'm saying a worst case scenario and five years down the road this Nuggets team that Tim Connolly built never wins a championship you don't think that the Nuggets will be ready to kick Tim Connolly to the curb what are you going to do when you've already given this guy an ownership stake in your team a little more difficult to part ways with this guy not much more difficult if it's a minority stake you just say okay goodbye you still but, have your but I'm just saying he's now tied into the team you just don't do that that's first and foremost you don't give him ownership i don't blame the cronkies for that but more importantly lest we forget that tim conley wasn't the architect that started this build it was masai ujiri and tim conley worked underneath him was identified by the nuggets as the guy to fill that in similarly to how they're identifying as many sources have reported that calvin booth is likely the next guy he's the current gm he's likely the guy to fill that role hey, I've seen this booth. we talked about him help me shams sharana Sham Sharanya. Sharanya. Yeah. Yeah. uh he he's reported that many others have as well so Let's not forget about that, that that this is a, a process not only within the Nuggets, that the Nuggets, the, the Cronkies, if there's one thing they have proven, they understand how to identify and develop talent in their front office. Every single Cronkie-owned franchise is a well-run organization. Look at ever since the Kroenke, Stan Cronkie took over majority ownership or full ownership of the Rams, what did he do? Moved him to LA, brought in the right people, and they won a championship. Look at what the Avs team has done. Look at the, the execs, the different people they brought in. I absolutely believe. I'm not a fan of the Cronkies. The way they have botched so many things over money drives me nuts. The fact that nobody can watch the local teams here because of their yeah, greediness. that is kind of crazy. Personally, I hate them. Yeah. I hate the Cronkie family. I, 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 that, uh, it's a terrible, terrible situation they've created there, but they understand business. Well, There's a reason these guys well, are billionaires. And, and I would even say you bring up um, Masai, but there's also, uh, and I, I'm going to for sure butcher his name. I do it every time, but the uh, Aturas Carnivus, or Carnosovis, I think is, is what it is. Better no. than I could have attempted. Um, that is the the Bulls. Uh, you know, the, the guy, the you know vice president of basketball operations for the Bulls, and he was really, I would actually say it's not really Masai who was, because there's really no one here from that era. Uh, it was really him. It was, okay. it was Arturis who is now with the Bulls, and that was, you know, he he was had more of his imprint on this team, I would say, but neither here nor there. Your point is very valid, Jared. Like, you know what what are you expecting them to do? You're you're expecting the Cronkies to just give up some ownership claim? To I don't their care team. if it's one percent, not worth it. Yeah, but, I mean, and I think there's 
as much as Tim Connolly deserves the some credit, he absolutely does. He deserves some credit. He is a good GM. He helped build this roster to where it is today in a very significant way. Uh, but I think there's some fair criticism uh, of him as well. I, I you know I think people are kind of split on the MPJ giving him a whole bunch of money. Sure. Two weeks later, finding out that he needs a third back surgery. You know what I mean? Or you know, essentially two weeks later in terms of season time. Um, so, I mean, there's some criticism there. There's some criticism that he decided, you know, we don't need to go out and get a 3 and D wing. We don't need a backup center. We're going to... I mean, he, he has definitely made some mistakes uh, from roster construction perspective. I, I don't think... I think sometimes people tend to look at these things with rose-colored glasses, and they, and they tend to look back on the, on the positives and how much we love Tim Connolly, which is all warranted. But they also tend to forget some of these things that like maybe aren't so good with him right now. So okay, but I'm not going to overreact my, to him my, leaving. My whole thing with with this entire situation is that I don't think that it's 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 the place of Nuggets fans to to be all up in arms because Tim Connolly's leaving. My main issue with this is that this is a history. This is a pattern. This is what we've seen in the past before. They're not paying Tim Connolly for a reason. And the reason is they didn't get up there with the extensions. And and, and by the way, uh, a, a, an article in The Athletic quoted as saying Tim Connolly is being one of the highest sought after GMs in years. So you're right, Connor. Maybe he's not an all-timer, but he's one of the most sought after GMs in years. He just got a huge contract in Minnesota as we talked about ownership. Now, I think that it's justifiable, like Jared said, not to get upset because they wouldn't give him ownership, but how about a little negotiation? How about opening it up a little bit? Denver has a history of paying its front office way, way below market salaries. And Jared brought up Masai Ujiri. If we remember correctly, what happened during the time of him leaving, he came out publicly. I actually found the article on ESPN.com. He came out publicly. This was by... uh, uh, I think it was the team. It may have been Woj when he was with them. But either way, uh, Masai said, he came out and said, I am looking at both sides. I want to. I love staying in Denver. I love this team, but I'm going to do the best thing for me and my family. And Toronto comes out, offers him, I think, $3 million, $3.5 million, makes him one of the highest paid executives in basketball. And Denver's just sitting on their hands going, we can go a little over a million, but that's it. I mean, they were going to triple his salary. And so... I know there's been a lot made of why he left. That's why he left. You know, he he didn't necessarily force his way out of Denver. He didn't want out of Denver. There was nothing I found. No articles written that he wanted out of Denver so bad. So this to me is a pattern of Denver not wanting to pay the front office, thinking that you're going to keep hitting gold with these guys and eventually it's going to stop. So so I don't think Tim Connolly is some, you can't ever let go of it. You can't. Tim Connolly's the best. I think he's very, very good. But we've got to just be aware that if you don't pay eventually, you're going to slip. But tell me this pattern isn't working for the Crockies. Because but that's my point, is you can't always do this. I believe this is going to sound eventually hot. Eventually it'll catch up. It's good. I think the Nuggets are proving that spending-wise, they're getting closer to being the Rockies than they are the Avs. It's like they're Ooh, making, I think... That's such an insult. Although they're over they're the making, luxury tax, and, and they're planning... I mean, all, everything points to the fact they're going to be over the luxury tax this year. And, I'm not saying that with the... play. And by the way, they're doing a good job with... They, they tied their hands to behind their back with a lot of this stuff as well. If you could take back some of the contracts they have, I promise you they would. But that's a whole different discussion, in my opinion. Like, I get the Nuggets right now... They're paying their players. They're over the luxury tax, but you have to spend in other areas. You can't just spend in one area and say that's sufficient. Oh, you think the fans are going to be happy with this? Well, why? Well, because like Connor, it gives some fans an out to say, look, all the money they're spending. There we go. That's that's all we're going to do. You have to be all in 
if you're going to be a real if, true contender in the NBA, Kroenke my opinion. Do you know if funded the stadium for the LA Rams? Yes. I, I, I think did he, he did. There might have been some some money from the city, but this was a, that was a Kroenke built it, it was a Kroenke built stadium. Yeah. Okay. Because, um, you know, I, I, I guess I do look at things like, um, you know, the Nuggets practice gym like sucks. I've heard like, they a lot of people sucks, criticizing man. that. But um, here's here's what I'm curious of is what 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 what's so great like a, a court's a court, right? I mean, I get the locker rooms, the weight room, the things like that. Those facilities were like a basketball court's the same basketball court whether it's in some fancy nice gym yeah, you know or what? or I, at I, the I rec to, center. I tend to go towards you uh, your opinion there too and and I would say this, I, I actually I want to go back to what you just said because you hit the nail on the head. And this is where Tyler, I am sorry, my man, nah, you are boy. wrong nah, on this. Boy. Tell me it's not working. Look at his teams. Look at them. All of them. Every Across single one the of world. Them. Literally. What, what do you got? The uh, Manchester United? No, it's Arsenal, isn't it, or, that he owns? What is it? What, I always, no, we always mix this uh, up. I, I believe yeah, it's right. Arsenal that he yeah, owns. Yeah, actually, that sounds that sounds right. So, But either way, so you got that uh, across the pond. We're, we're not as uh, in tune with the across the pond sports as, as we probably should be. Uh, neither here nor there. Be. Who cares? Uh, obviously, it's Arsenal. Yeah. Arsenal, okay. So Arsenal obviously has had some great success. You've had... Actually, we, I mean, not really. They're one of the say, biggest disappointments this season in the, the entire name. Premier League. <laughs> okay, but they're, what, they're, not, they're just a big name. They're what, actually, what about the last 10 seasons? No, I mean, honestly, Arsenal is one of those teams where they're just kind of getting by. Like, if, if, if I'm a fan of Arsenal, and I actually didn't really understand he owned Arsenal till just now, I, I don't spend my time focusing on that stuff. I'm not happy with it. Mikel Arteta, their, their, their manager, isn't blowing me away. I think he's young. I think he's outmatched. They, they don't spend well on players. Their, their forwards are drying up or going to other places. I mean, I don't so think So where's your like, criticism on the Avs ownership? Where, where's well, that criticism, huh? Just because I have criticism for one team doesn't mean it's universal. I think he's doing a good job with the Avs. Who just also, won a Super Bowl do you last think year? Stan, I hold on. Guys, do we think that Stan Kroenke <laughs> is in the room drafting or do we think he hires well? Clearly, he, hires, he, he hires understands well, okay? how to hire the I right people. I think he understands how to hire the right people okay. and I think there's no reason but to think that But if you look at it, all the teams he owns, not St. Louis, like, the Nuggets, the Avalanche, the, Rocky, or the Rapids, and Arsenal. Did Every one the of them has won a championship in the last... Ten years, okay. every single one nuggets. of them, except for Arsenal, I guess. The Nuggets in a sport, oh, and the Nuggets yeah. in a sport like the NFL, where they're trying something new, buying free agents. Like I like what they're doing, but do you think these are all Stan's ideas? My point is, eventually, what's going to happen? They're going to miss on one of these. They're not going to keep striking gold, sure. paying the small amount they are. You can't keep doing this unless you think Kroenke is so so great at young talent evaluating basketball or young talent, just talent evaluating basketball. I mean, then you would. Th so what you're saying is he has that same skill for soccer and hockey, and he's this amazing no, person. No, like, I would like say this. I would say this though. I would say what what it has shown, what history has shown with Kroenke's owned teams, is a he has the desire and will to win. You cannot say the same for every ownership group. In, I, I in disagree the world. with that. I think Kroenke has a desire to appease the fans. I oh, think he's done Really? That. Is that why he moved the team from St. Louis, the Rams? He wanted to appease those fans? He doesn't care about those fans. He's worried about all the fans that were still in St. Louis from the last 20 years. 
and actually, he's grown the fan base since he's moved. So yes, it was for the fans, and that's actually for money as well. He's making probably four times more in St. Louis. Yeah. But Stan Kroenke, <laughs> the money was what that one was about. Arsenal. Yeah, more about at, the look, until look, let's hope the ads win a Stanley Cup. I'm predicting them I, too. I think they I, will. I, but up until this year, absolutely. I just don't. Nuggets, I don't see how you can abs. look at what he is doing with all of his teams and the money they're feeding into it, the moves they're making. With uh, he's the, not the Avalanche he's with, the nuggets, with the Rams. They are feeding every bit of dollar that they can into yeah. this to try yeah. to get champions. You know why? That's because like he knows it benefits him. He is all about benefiting him, but he knows that winning benefits him. I think he should have. And I think uh, he's good at and I think he's good at hiring people, like you said. I, I think his track record proves that he's good at making the right hires and he's and, and, and whatever he's doing, man, at the end of the day, it's working. Like I would argue it is working. Like you could criticize so many more owners over the Cronkies. You really could there. I mean, am I saying he's the best? Is he Pat Bowen? No, he is not Pat Bowen, but he is a far cry from the Monfords. He is a far cry from half of the baseball owners out there. I mean, look at some of these teams that just year after year, they don't even spend up to the cap ever. Like literally there are teams that never spend up to the cap and that is not what Kroenke does. So I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm going to push back with you on, on this one, Tyler. I, I don't think he's the best ownership, but I absolutely think he is a Look, good owner. I'm not saying he's trash. Family, you I guys are starting to kind of... I think he's a good owner. I like Kroenke. I mean, I've I've uh, actually... I, I, I've, I've met the family before. We played in the Kroenke Sports Arena. Um, I like what he's done, but let's not act like Kroenke making this move is not... Or he's immune to criticism. That's how you guys are acting. Based on... And I also believe that if the St. Louis Rams didn't win the Super Bowl last year the entire conversation kind of shifts. I mean, that does a lot. And, and Connor, as we've talked about before, it's not... Uh, there's a lot of people listening going, yeah, well, they did win. Yeah, well, they did if, win. So if and butts were candy and nuts. Exactly. Yeah. But that's not a smart person's way to evaluate things, right? There's a lot of things that could happen. A lot of fourth down conversions, right? Every team that wins every championship in every sport every year has a certain element of luck, right? Now, were the LA Rams good? Do I love the idea of spending in free agency, all that stuff? Of course I do. Actually, lo- I, think more, I think more teams should do that. But that changes the entire conversation, the Rams winning, because you can point to it and say, oh, look, look, look. They all won. I know is that the, the Kroenke-owned franchises are doing a lot of winning and are projecting very highly over the course of the next, if we're looking over the next five years, they're going to be, all of his teams are going to be amongst the best within the Honestly, leagues. I don't know enough about ownership in sports. Maybe if we had some lists in front of us of all the owners and their teams, and we could say, oh, wait, they own the Boston Bruins and the Patriots, and uh, Kraft also owns this F1 racing team. I mean, I don't. that's just making this stuff up. My point is, what do we know about other owners? What we know sure is his name's crap. on it, and they're good. There's that, a lot of a other track record. There's a lot of other bad owners out there. But there's also a lot of other good owners out there. I really thought, Connor, I was like so prepared to fight you on this. I thought we were going to go rounds. Yeah, on that. you know, I actually, did. I started off this whole when it when the news broke. Yeah, that, that I was much more on the side of like it, it hit me, and I was like, "Dang, man, that is that is brutal." But uh, the more I really thought about it, I'm, I just kind of came off this like, "I'm like, hey, it's not like we're gonna." It's not like we're getting in a guy who has no idea what makes Nikola Jokic tick, like someone who wasn't here. Calvin Booth, we just mentioned him on our show a few weeks ago. Yeah, Maybe I was going to say, we may have to add some more voting booths in here. <laughs> moving so some foreshadowing. So I don't know, man. I think I think we're going to be okay. I think you still have this core together. You still have Nikola Jokic, man. 
as long as you have Jokic, I, I've said this and I'll say it again until my voice goes dry. Like, if you have Jokic, you have a chance. And now it's just it's up to see what Calvin Booth can do. And I'm willing to give him that chance. So, all right, guys, I know we've run long, but I I would be remiss if I didn't touch on the last quick, very quick topic I just want to discuss, and that is the legend that is. John Daly. Okay. Mm, I know we're not big John. golf guys here. We don't follow golf a lot. PGA championship was this last weekend and John Daly, man. Uh, okay. So this is, this is Thursday. So John Daly for everyone out there, I think everyone knows who he is. He's, he's sort of the bad boy of golf. He never really fit that uh, mold that golf was he's sort of the gummy bear. Of golf. Yeah. He's kind of the happy Gilmore, yeah. the real life yeah. happy gummy Gilmore uh, of golf. And so kind of the drunk, this was, <laughs> this was the dietary intake for John Daly on Thursday during an 18-hole round of golf. We're going to assume this is about a three-and-a-half-hour round of golf, okay? In three-and-a-half hours over 18 holes, John Daly smoked 21 cigarettes. Okay, you break that down by the minute. That is one cigarette every 10 minutes. He literally never stopped smoking the whole the whole round, okay? He had 12 diet Cokes. I don't care what oh size of a Diet Coke that is. No human being should able ever be able to consume 12 sodas in under four hours. I don't even want to know how I many times he drink a lot of soda and they go, nah, it's diet. It's okay. And that was his line. Okay. So we'll get there. Okay. Six packs of peanut M&Ms. Oh my God. The best, by the way. Peanut M&Ms are, are the good. best. They're good. So yeah, addictive. I do like peanut. So addictive. He consumed 0.0 ounces of water through this round. <laughs> That's good. Okay. And afterwards, he was on a quote. This is an interview with uh, In-Depth with Graham Bessinger on Fox. Okay. And this is a quote from John Daly. <laughs> quote, I don't drink water on tour. I drink Diet Coke. I like to have ice, which to me is water. So there's plenty <laughs> of water in my Diet Coke. Ooh, you know what? I agree with him. That's not <laughs> zero. Oh, that Hang, on. On. Hang on. That's not 0. 0.00 ounces of water this <laughs> yeah, year. So right. my you're standard right. line on a golf course when everyone's like, you're not drinking any water. I'm like, Beer is mostly water. Yeah. I'm drinking plenty of water. I, I guess that's, I was going to say, I guess that's better than my standard like six beers for 18 <laughs> holes, you know? So right. like who am I to judge? Uh, all I'm saying, guys, <laughs> is know? life goals. I'm not a cigarette smoker, but I may try to take down a pack of cigarettes the next time I play around. I'm into golf. that. I like that. <laughs> I might Old give John. it a shot. So to John Daly, what shoot? the legend. What did he shoot? You know? Uh, you know what? I didn't even oh. take that down. He didn't make the cut. He <laughs> okay. didn't make the cut. Right. So he, better, better than me. Better than you. Better than all you out yeah. there probably. I want to say it was like, and this is just off the top of my head, I want to say it was like two over he shot on Thursday. So all right. uh, not bad. Not, not too bad. shabby Mr. Not Daly. Not bad at all. So I think we can all strive to be more like John Daly in our personal lives. Forget what people tell you is and isn't yeah. healthy you do you guys that's what you take you away from you. that yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> hey look at him he looks good he looks healthy he's got oh. the he's got the wonderful gray beard going the white beard man the wisdom is there guys and the hair the, the flowing hair, hair. Of course, of course. and now his son is actually competing on the, the tour as well the, the tight fitting t-shirts that he's had his whole career. <laughs> well, I think Love that John. might just be that he doesn't quite fit into golf. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Tyler Walgy, for filling in for us. Thanks we for always having appreciate me. you having me on here. For Connor Holscamp, I'm Jared All. This has been the Red Rock Sports Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>